0: Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.
2: Hey, welcome to Cafecito, the podcast where we talk all things culture over some nice cafecito. I'm Iva Cruz.
1: And I'm Karanas.
2: Thanks for joining us today. In this episode, we're talking audio and video manipulation and night owls versus early birds, or I guess early birds versus night owls. Mm. So let's get started. There was a video that BuzzFeed tweeted out a couple of weeks ago as part of a public service announcement. Now, the tweet said, You won't believe what Obama said in this video. And then it shows former President Barack Obama. And he starts by saying, We're entering an era in which our enemies can make anyone say anything at any point in time even if they would never say those things. So he goes on and he continues talking and you're kind of shocked by what he's saying. Right. And then you, like the video pans out and it reveals Jordan Peele. Um, Jordan Peele, actor, comedian, writer, Oscar producer, winner. Oscar winner for, was it Best Screenplay? Uh, yeah, Best Forget
1: Screenplay. Forget out. Screenplay. Yeah, okay. so
2: then it shows, um what's his name? <laughs> Jordan Peele actually doing the talking and just kind of mimicking exactly what Obama is doing. He does a great
1: Obama, by the way. Yeah,
2: he yeah, does. exactly, but... If, and I, I don't know about you, but the first time that I saw that video, I thought it was really Obama.
1: For the first few seconds... Yeah, once you
2: see Jordan Peele, then you're like, oh, okay, Mm -hmm. well, duh, that's that's Jordan Peele's impression. But still, you believe it for a little bit. Now, NPR also looked into this. In an episode of All Things Considered, they talked about technologies that are creating fake audio and video and how quickly they're evolving. They talked about a Montreal startup called Liarbird, I think that's how you say it, that released a product which allows users to create an audio clip of anyone saying anything. That's kind of scary to me. Um, So I want to turn this back to you, Shoal. In your opinion, what are the pros and cons of this audio video, maybe more manipulation?
1: Right now, you know, for me, I see more negatives than positives. I'll start with just the positives. I think the positives could be, this would probably help out a lot when it comes to movies. And when it comes to like the entertainment business, they'll be able to like apply it more to some of their movies and, and be able to edit better and to, or maybe if, in the rare circumstances I know this has been done before, uh, when an actor or an actress has passed and they need to finish a movie, and that actor or actress hasn't finished it. Oh
2: yeah, they did that they, with Fast and, Fast and Furious. Yeah, Pollock. they'll
1: take they'll take you know video or audio I should say also from previous you know either the same shoot that they did there yeah, yeah. or from a previous movie and put it together just like they did like in the Fast or the Fast Seven or whichever one it was. Yeah, um, that's And yeah, and so I could see that being a benefit uh, with those things. Or if, let's say, an actor can't finish a movie or they just need to edit something and they can't get him or her to do that, then they can do that. But as far as for, I guess, us in the everyday, quote-unquote, world, I see a lot of negatives. Uh, and we talk about this era of fake news that we're in, mm-hmm. uh, and this is another troubling, I, and in my opinion, another troubling thing that is in our in our era now. And the thing is, it hasn't even really started as much yet. We've just seen more of the fake news, the fake texts, the fake headlines itself. But at least from what I see and call me naive, I haven't seen too much of the fake audio and videos yet. 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 And that's that's the part that really worries me is that the one that's yet. Because if you were to put somebody who, let's say, maybe is not into all this whole fake news thing, or maybe they're just not on social media very much. If you show him or her that video, They might believe some of it for a good while, you know. If not until Jordan Peele is revealed, right? Um, And then what do? And then what? What do you do? And there's people out there. I mean, we know it from both sides of political that they will stay with their whether it's their party, they will stay with their beliefs. And if you put some fake video out there like this, you know they're going to take it and run. Even if you tell them, "Hey, no, actually, it's not true." They might even end up, as scary as it sounds, they might end up believing and saying, no, it, it actually is true because I think so-and-so is like this or like that. So to me, and after reading the NPR piece, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned that this is now going to become something that people are going to, unfortunately, just kind of play with
2: yeah. and
1: think that this is funny because I think that – I forgot his name, but the person who was interviewed saying that he put up a bunch of fake news stories about uh, in their, during the 2016 election – he said that he just started it just because he thought it was just fun. And it just thought it was just funny because some of the headlines were so outrageous yeah. that he thought that people weren't going to believe it. And what happened people ended up believing a lot of them mm-hmm. and there's still plenty of fake news out there, but I'll turn this back to you. Like what is to me? That's the worrisome thing. I yeah. don't know if you're maybe as pessimistic as I am, yes, <laughs> but, absolutely. Uh, but uh, what are your, what's your take on this? Uh,
2: so I have always been pretty skeptical. I think, well, sometimes. Um, well, in, in a lot of situations, I, I like to, to, to be a little skeptical because I want to make sure I'm not being too gullible, which I have been a victim of. But what scares me the most is that people already, like you said, with these headlines, people are people are already believing outrageous things as fact they're already just interpreting it as fact because they want to and this just opens up the door way more i always considered like video and audio as proof of something you know someone can tell you hey i heard this or i saw this or i read this whatever and you kind of choose whether or not to believe it and you can choose to go and verify whatever they're saying but Audio and video is always kind of like being witness to something. That is like the the that's pretty much being witness to something. Is you saw it or you heard it yourself. Right. So if someone can manipulate, or if these companies can manipulate audio and video and people, basically anyone, like like they said the this era that we're entering, where you can make your enemy say anything, you know, anywhere, anytime, whatever. That's that's terrifying. Because then how are you going to know? How are you right. like if someone shows you a video of your best friend? um saying something horrible and it's video or it's audio, how are you going to know? Like, if someone tells you, maybe you're going to be like, no, I know my friend, that's not them. But when they show you video or have you hear audio and you're witnessing it, how is that? Like, how are you going to feel then? Like, you're not going to know what to believe. That's, that's so scary to me.
1: No, and the scary thing is that people find this humorous. Yeah, People find this like they think it's funny to like it's almost like you find it funny to ruin somebody's life. Because, like, that's for example, horrible. if you were to say, hey, look what, you, you know, your your partner did and you show some video that has some manipulated audio. Yeah. Now, I know for some of you that are listening, they might be thinking, oh, well, somebody they're not going to take time to do that.
2: Uh, come on, actually, <laughs> come yeah. on. Yeah, Some people have a lot of time on their hands exactly. that they don't use for good. Exactly. And that's just scary.
1: And my concern also as well. And I don't know about you is that these news organizations and maybe not the bigger ones, maybe they will be better to see kind of what is, what, which is which, but some of these smaller news organizations and maybe some of these that are outside of the U S they might, they might fall into this idea because I think about many years ago, I know people think it was an urban legend, but it was actually true. Uh, There was a few, I think it was, I don't know which country it was, but there was a country in South America who, when there was an, there was a, a an airplane accident. I forgot which one it was. I don't know if it was the Air France one or, or which one it was, but they took somebody gave them a uh, audio or I don't know where they got the video of the first episode of Lost where. Oh, this is
2: sounding really familiar. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like they took like the first episode for those who have never seen Lost. The first episode of Lost is where the airplane crashes and then the survivors are in the island, but they show the beginning scene of the airplane, you know, oh, falling. Yeah. Crashing okay. or whatnot. They put, they aired that video. They oh. meaning this TV station in one of these countries. I can't remember which one it was, but they aired it on national TV, saying that that was images from the crash. And I know for us, it sounds completely ridiculous, but it happened. Like it actually happened, right? Yeah. And so if 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 these places can fall for this, and some of you might be thinking, oh well, no, we wouldn't fall for that here or whatnot. We fell for a bunch of dumb headlines. A lot of people fell for a bunch of dumb headlines for now years, and they're still falling. Yeah. So what, what What says that that can't happen? and it's also
2: th- th- i think the thing that elevates this fear for me is social media. Right. Like for one thing is for someone and like someone that i know to be having fun, like you said, having fun with this like voice audio or uh voice and video manipulation and showing me a picture of, you know, or showing me a video of someone i know saying something that i know that they would never say and it's just funny. That's one thing of them doing it personally, but then when you've got the power of social media, someone posts something and just like that people are so um easy or i guess no their people are so ahead lenient ahead. or lenient with the is lenient the right word lenient with the retweet button yeah. with share buttons no. um i don't know if is the right word but you know where i'm going yeah <laughs> people yeah. are just so like it's so easy to click on it and some people i know obviously we're in this business and so we have the responsibility to we're in the business of news so we have the responsibility to watch out what we're retweeting watch out what we're sharing because we don't want to share something that is that we haven't verified or that we know isn't true. Some ridiculous onion headline, which onion is like a, it's a satire. Like, I mean, they do a lot of satire stuff. They're great, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) But like, you kind of know that you don't go to them for serious news. They make light of a lot of things. So, but like, even then I've never shared an onion story because Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know that people that follow me will be able to differentiate or not. So, so, yeah, we have the responsibility, but other people don't see it that way. And other people will just be like, wait, what happened? Oh, share, share, because they just want to share everything. And I right. think that's great that social media gives people the power to do that. But it's also a very dangerous tool <laughs> that I think people are very like just using very freely. And, and and like and with this now, oh, man, like obviously there. So there are um for people who don't know, there are um like websites and there are like systems that you can verify photos so we can see if something has been right. photoshopped so a lot of verifiable news sources will try and do that they'll they'll verify that a picture hasn't been photoshopped before publishing it and sharing it or at least they should but so i'm guessing there's going to be systems that will also counter these things yeah. i would hope but still like some people aren't getting their news from reputable news sources they're getting mm. it from their friends who are sharing everything left and right or they're getting it from whoever they feel like it and they, without,
1: I don't know. And it goes back to the bigger concern and it goes to all sides, to all people, whatever they believe in politically, it goes to what you are sharing, what usually you're either your friends and what you guys have in common, whether it's left, right, anything. So a lot of times with the sharing of news, and we saw this a lot, especially with uh, the 2016 election that, People are just sharing because if they feel if they want it to be true or if they feel like it could be true on their base, they're going to share it. And obviously, that's a bigger problem. I know right. Facebook is trying to do their best. Yeah. We obviously see them the past few weeks that they're trying their best to clean it up. Right. My my idea, my my thoughts are now with this now coming into play, where manipulating video and audio that's it's another and not just for Facebook. It's for all of us now. It's another hurdle that we're going to have to jump over because mm-hmm. as we mentioned in this beginning of our talk, it's just barely starting and it's probably going to get worse. And now if a lot of the text quote unquote fake news is going away, maybe a rise in this audio visual fake news is going to happen. And, and, and almost to what you said, maybe not just with news itself, maybe with just, I hate to say it, but people ruining people's lives and, and, and trying to get and trying to get what you want based off, You know, just twisting things up and it's it's worrisome. That's what I'll say.
2: Yeah. And by the way, this was this is the message that at least I took from the BuzzFeed, the video that they made, the public service announcement that they did with Jordan Peele and with another production company. The what Jordan Peele said at some point as Obama is that you should uh, verify the information you're getting, like, go to reputable news sources. He says, as basic as that sounds, that's what you should do. And so that's, that's the message that I took it from it, at least, from it, at least. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what we should do. And it's scary because I, I feel like I'm already kind of a skeptical person. I'm already, I'm already a little bit paranoid sometimes. It's gonna be even more paranoid. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I, um, obviously we're gonna keep tabs on all this stuff and we're gonna watch what we're, watch out for what we're watching, yeah. but, I mean, to what extent can we do that?
1: No, it's true, and and kind of like like you, I'm one of those person, I'm one of those people that, unfortunately, now I guess I reached that point where I, I'm um, when I. I have to be show it to me to prove it to me, like you know. Yeah, what I mean? but now and it's gonna should, be
2: like I, I, I wasn't there, so I don't no, believe the, I don't believe you. No, I don't believe this video.
1: Some sort of more innocence, you know. As yeah. part of me wants to be a little bit more, you know, trusting when it comes to the information that we get. Then again, in the business that we're in, we we can't necessarily do that. But I get, I guess, I'm separating that as far as the news aspect of it, but as far as my personal life aspect from it, I I want to keep some sort of that trust still there. But, with these things and the way that it could be used by certain people yeah um it's it becomes much more worrisome,
2: and I like what you said in the beginning about how the good the like the, the positive of it can come from movies and like TV shows and putting someone who may have, you wasn't able to finish their part in something and I think that makes total sense because that's entertainment so when you go into a movie theater or when you're watching something on Netflix and you know it's a movie, you know it's not real, at least you would think that most people know that so I think it should be left just to them, I think it should, for the entertainment experience so we can be entertained but not to anybody else I don't think anybody else should have access to that because you don't know what that kind of tool can like do to people or what they, what people can do to other people with that tool. That's just terrifying.
1: You know, but it seems like most people fall under two categories at some point, either they are early risers or they're night owls. So I think a lot of times people kind of go back and forth depending. I think the biggest is depending on job. The job will That's determine true. if you are a day person or if you're more of a night person. Now, we've always heard of the benefits of, you know, getting up early and doing things like that. Some people say there's benefits also to being at nights and staying up at night and, and getting things done at night, just depending on your internal clock. But uh, according to a recent study, being a night owl may not be such a great thing. So uh, in this journal that was published by – it's called Chrono- Chronobiology International. It tracked about half a million adults in the United Kingdom for six and a half years. And they found those people identified as night people uh, to have a 10 percent increased risk of all-cause mortality compared to def- uh, to people that define themselves as morning types. So night owls were also likely to have diabetes neurological disorders, psychological disorders. There's a big list of risks that night owls can have. So everything from, as the previous ones mentioned, to even an increased risk of breast cancer and colon cancer. It seems like not, being a night owl is maybe not all that it should be, according to this research. Now, there have been other research in the past that said maybe not so much, but this one recently has gotten a lot of people talking about more about what is is Your internal clock, how you need to take care of it, because one of the uh, professors that was interviewed said that what might be happening is that the night owl is trying to live uh, in the morning lark world. So it's getting a mismatch of their internal clock, and that's causing more stress. That's causing more problems, more health problems coming come along as well. So. I think for us, we've kind of been both a morning person and a night person at some point. I think depending on whether it's the university level or at work level. So Yvette, starting off with the most basic question, are you a morning person or a night person?
2: <laughs> um, well, I think I'm a night person by like work default because I, I work I work evening. So I start my job at 2 p.m. and I get off, give or take, around 11 p.m. So that would make me a night person. But when I hear the term "morning person," I always thought that meant that you like are enjoyable in the mornings. You know how people are always like, "I'm not a morning person," but they have morning job, like they go, they're at work at seven, eight, nine, whatever. So I always thought of it like that. Now I'm getting like a different take because I would always say that I'm a morning person, and by that I mean I'm just like happy in the mornings. Like mm-hmm. I like mornings. Um, and some people that know me are very annoyed by that fact. <laughs> um, I'm just, I just like mornings. Um, but I don't work mornings. So I don't know if that now, now, I'm now I'm confused, but I, I guess I would say I'm more like, I think I'm, let's put it 60, 40. I'm 40% morning, 60% evening, but it's because okay. of my job. Um, I doesn't mean I necessarily stay up until like four o'clock in the morning, which I hear is like a night owl thing. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily, yeah, I don't necessarily stay up until four in the morning all the time. Um, But yeah, I I work late, I guess. So my schedule is a little bit different and maybe I, I, I've, I guess my job for the past several years, I think for about four, more than four years now, or about four years now, I have been working evenings. And so I haven't every now and then maybe I've had to be up, super early at work for something but not you know most of the time i'm at work in the evening so maybe that's why i enjoy mornings i don't know um i haven't had to be at work at 9 a.m since like like i said before before four years ago mm. and i was still enjoyable then so i don't i don't know <laughs> um i i will say that i guess maybe what makes me a night owl as well is that i don't go to, i don't necessarily go to bed before like 10 or 11, to be honest, unless for some reason I wasn't at work and I'm super tired or sick or something, but yeah, since I work until 11, I, yeah, some people are like, oh, it's late, and I'm like, oh, I'm technically just getting off of work right now, so I don't feel, like, the same amount of tired as them. So, I don't know. Um, does isn't any of this make sense? Yeah, no, 60 it makes 40, sense. I'm gonna go with but mostly <laughs> night owl, I guess, by default. Um, how about you?
1: For me, uh, you know, I've always been more of a night person, even when I was... Like 10 or 11 years old, I would stay up late and me and my brother would stay up pretty late until like 3.30 in the morning. And my mom would get super mad at us because she would wake up and she would see that the light was still on in our room. Uh-huh. And she would, yeah, she would be, and so, and yeah, we always were night people. But to this day, my brother's still a night person. I lean more towards a night person. I'm probably. I'm probably more towards 65, 35 when it comes to it, that I lean more towards the night person. I just feel I feel a little bit more productive at night than compared to, let's say, 7 in the morning, where I feel like I still need to get to at least 9.30 to begin to fully function at a 100% rate.
2: But do you think that's because you stay up so late? Like, let's say you went to sleep earlier. Let's say you went to sleep at 10, 10 p.m. and woke up at 7. You'd be more well-rested re- than... Going to sleep at 3, waking well, up at 7. You know I'll, what I mean?
1: Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Okay. Because when I worked at the College of Law here in Salt Lake, I had to get up at 5 in the morning every day. And I did not live in Salt Lake. I lived in Ogden. So I had to take the bus, the express bus here, So, because I had to open the College of Law at 7.30. So how
2: so, did you feel those mornings? Like
1: Terrible at first. Oh, okay. <laughs> like terrible at first. Like That was that first month. Me costó because it's just... I wasn't accustomed to it. Not that I would work really late when I was at Weber, because that's how I switched over. But it's just tough because, yeah, you're mentally trying to, first you're mentally trying to tell yourself, okay, it's 10 p.m., I'm going to go to bed now. Even though in most cases, I'm not going to bed until like 2 in the morning. So I'm not going to bed for usually 4 hours from when I started trying to fall asleep. And I would take like, I took like, uh, like an Robitussin or something, like to mm-hmm. help me go to sleep, because I, I, I don't oh, take okay. sleeping uh, pills. So it, it didn't work at first, but it's it, it took a while, and eventually I got to a point where yeah, at, by eight o'clock I had to be at least eighty percent, or if not eighty-five percent, functional, because I'm I'm there at the law school and I'm covering the front desk and I'm doing everything there, and then yeah, as time goes on, yeah, you you change things and 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 it gets better, but once I started working back again at night, I I really enjoyed it now. Like you, I feel like I contradict myself in the sense of I want to do things in the morning. Mm-hmm. I feel fine when I like when it is 930, like I feel fine. OK, but sometimes like my body and my mind is still yeah, not same. there. Yeah. And that's and that's something that I'm sure with the study uh has shown. And for people like us, you know, we need to do a better job. Those of us who are doing our body an injustice by going to bed at 2.30 in the morning and deciding to wake up, you know, at 8 in the morning, even even though it's what, five and a half hours, that's still not enough for some people. You know, some days maybe you can do that depending on your schedule. But at the same time, you 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 definitely at least need your seven to eight hours.
2: Yeah, and I think that it also depends on, obviously it depends on the person because, for example, I get off of work around 11 I don't go to sleep right after I get off of work, but sometimes I'm more tired than that. So sometimes I will like probably be in bed by midnight. Sometimes I'll be up until maybe one, two. Sometimes I try and balance it out. But because we work late, if we have to do anything in the day, we can't really do it after work. Like if I have to go to the bank or if I have to do whatever I have to do, if I have to go to the store, if I have to, stuff like that, I can't really do after work, like someone who would get off of work at four or five or six even. So I have to kind of... Um, like, sc- schedule my day out to say, like, okay, well, I have to actually wake up at a decent time so I could get this stuff done before work, which isn't a bad thing because in a way, like, some people are starting off their day with work and then, you have like af- after work, they do all the fun stuff yeah. or whatever the, the work stuff or whatever they have to do, I guess, for us a kind of opposite depending on. so we kind of end our day with work. Um, I have gone to the to the grocery store after work because there's one that's open until midnight so I'll sometimes it, but like I won't do like my all my shopping. I'll just be like, oh, I need milk, so I'm gonna run to the store right after work before it closes and then go home. Um, but most of my day, I guess, is well, you know, most of it besides work is done in, is done before work. So, like any groceries or, or like any stuff that I need to do, any errands that I need to run, is done before then right. because I know that I need that time. I've known people though that have worked similar similar schedules to me in that sense that they get off at eleven or ten thirty or whatever, and they will be up until like four or five because they'll do everything. Like after they'll they'll work out, they'll yeah. watch the, whatever they want to watch or whatever, and so that like that obviously pushes their schedule back and so they're not waking up at seven, eight, nine, even. They're waking up at maybe twelve to be at work by two or maybe at one to be at work by two thirty. And so there's a
1: photog here, I won't mention who it like the name, uh-huh. but there's a photog says doesn't go to bed until seven AM.
2: Really? Yeah. Well, what time does he have to be at work?
1: Has to be here I think it was around three.
2: Oh, 3 p.m.? Like 3 p.m.? Oh, well, and that makes sense. Like yeah, It's yeah. just reversed. I, I, I personally think there's not a lot I can do after work. Right. Like, And even on, on nights that I'll go out with friends, like that'll be after work. Yeah, but I'm still not out until 7 a.m. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I just know I won't be as functional as the same day. But let me ask you something. Yeah. Because you've worked both, um, because you've been both types of people. Yeah. And the article that you brought up talks about health and mortality Do you feel a difference now? Because it's saying night owls have a 10% risk of a higher mortality rate, I guess, or a higher mortality risk. Um, So do you feel like unhealthy or in any way like more tired or just, I I don't know, in any type of way? Has that affected you?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I must admit that I do feel that the schedule that I have now... I need to do a better job of adjusting to my schedule and I need to cut back on staying up as late, even though I don't feel that sometimes like 2 a.m. is necessarily late for me. But I need to just tell myself, okay, no, and I need to adjust my my body. I need to adjust my mind to go to bed, especially if there's like I for those like a little insider info. I'm technically like checking the site and things like that, even when I'm at home, just because that's part of my responsibility uh, in in my position, but that doesn't mean that I can't necessarily go to bed until three a.m. I don't have to. I could go to bed when I want to, but I need to do a better job of telling myself that because I've had felt uh, I don't feel as refreshed in the mornings when I did when I was at the law school. I will say that, mm-hmm. like when I when I was tired by nine thirty a month after working at the law school, by nine thirty I was already tired. Oh, that's so a better then. Yeah, o'clock. by ten o'clock I was just yeah I was just like okay. I'm watching the news. I'm done. 10 o'clock, I'm going to bed because I need need to wake up. And a lot of times, and then I started freelancing. So that even made it a little bit tougher. But I realized, okay, if I want to be a better freelancer, I could probably write on my way to work. And so I would do that, but I needed to get more rest. Whereas here, I still, I must admit, I still struggle when it comes to, okay, I want to get stuff done in the morning. I want to get stuff taken care of. But I still need to go to bed earlier. I need to go to bed earlier so I can get up at eight o'clock and you know shower and be ready so I can go by nine o'clock. Whether it is to go visit my mother or go visit a friend or we're gonna have a, you know or whatnot. But that has been a struggle for me still. It wasn't as difficult when I was working at the uh, at the law school when I was a, when I was a day person I should say when I was a morning person. So, but I think kind of like what you are saying, it's just a matter of adjusting a matter of just doing those things and 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 that will make things better let me ask you um so um, i take it for college you were mostly a morning person like most of your classes were in the morning yep What, what did you feel uh compared to your schedule now did you feel like a little bit do you feel like you're more energized when you were doing that schedule of the morning compared to the schedule now at night
2: that's a good question I, oh, that's kind of a hard one because I don't know if, it, I, I don't know if it can be compared because when I was in college, one of the things that I looked forward to the most, because I, I always had a job when I was in college and high school and, and so I was going to school and working. And so I always looked forward to the day where I would only have to do one. So right now <laughs> I only have a full-time job. And so it's great, but yeah, so I don't know because I had classes. I had a full, I was a full-time student and I had the full work or the full class loading you know how they said that for every hour of class, you need two hours of homework or however they compared it. And then apart from that, I was working, so I, I was tired. Yes, in the sense that I didn't have tons of free time. I mean, I still hung out with friends and I went out, and I had certain days off. But is, there was always something, and like there was always that stuff, like something in the back of my mind making me kind of work because I'm like, okay, well I have this due, or I have to apply for this, or I have to just tons of stuff um but i was also younger so i don't you know how like people, right. you know you joke around about like i can't stay up that late anymore like i'm i'm am 20 something now and and it's it's kind of true um i mean i still wouldn't put myself in that really really can't stay up late category because of my job but i don't know that's I don't know that I can compare them because right. now I only have a job. And so now I, I, I actually don't feel I went through a phase where I was pretty tired, but I think it was like I was kind of sick. And so I was just tired um, right now. I'm like, I mean, obviously, I, sometimes I I have to be up really early and I went to bed pretty late. Um, I don't, I don't I'm know tired. about you
1: in college, but I know for me. There were times, a lot of college students don't get much sleep. And it's not just because oh, yeah. of like, no, you know, they're studying, didn't they're didn't. doing whatnot, some, some are partying, but a lot of it's just studying. But and you don't works. need as
2: much sleep then either.
1: Yeah, you don't need, and, and that's the point that I was going to answer is like, I felt like, I felt like at times like, okay, I can, I'm fine with just three hours of sleep. Yeah, like and just I would get my three hours, and then I'm ready to go, boom, because I had a 7:30 a.m. class Mm -hmm. in the science building, and then I have a full day of school. Then I had to go advise, so I have another full day, and then you're coming back home, and then you're finishing up everything. But I know sounding like two old people here, but yeah, like I (laughs) felt better. (laughs) No, I'm not not saying no. I'm not saying that you're (laughs) up, but (laughs) but but no, but yeah, I, I felt honestly when I was 24, I felt like okay. Like I'm untouchable here. Like I feel like yep. I can do everything now at 34. Not saying that I can't still stay up all night or when I could. If you but have to, if right. I have to, but you won't. But the function con- the yeah. The consequence same. is going to yep. feel it a little bit more. Yeah. That next day is going to be tough. I remember the, there was one day here that I switched to day side. And I worked uh, I worked two days in a row dayside. But that first night, because I had to go to bed early, I tried to go to bed early. I tried to go to bed at 11, which for me is very early. So I tried to go to bed. I probably didn't really go to bed until like one thirty somewhere around there in the morning. And I was tossing and turning. Yeah. Then I had to get up at 6 to be ready to be here at 7. That whole day, I was probably floating in air. I don't even know how. Thank you, thank, you. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, good Lord up above for helping me out because that day was a real struggle. Mm-hmm. That day was a struggle because I it was did like not a flip feel for you. Yeah, I felt like it was just a continuation of the the second day, and and that was so tough. And so for all of us people, I I, I say us because I I'm going to include myself in that people who try to have the best of both worlds. Like I could stay up all night, but then yeah. oh yeah, I'm going to get up at seven a.m stop. I'm trying to tell myself to stop that. And also there's another goal that I'm trying to as well, like uh, we're going to do Deseret News has that marathon coming oh, yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And so I want to I, I, I told our supervisor like, hey, I'm going to do that. I, I, I do want to. And so I want to get up a little bit earlier so I could go to the gym a little bit earlier or just run around my neighborhood. But I'm telling myself, OK, if I want to do this, I can't go to bed at two thirty, three in the morning. All right, I'm going to do my best to Go to bed maybe within a half hour or an hour of when I get home. Like you said, kind of around eleven fifteen 15-ish, somewhere around there. So around midnight, so I can try to get at least eight hours. But it's tough.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes it's just listening to your body. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I know I'm tired, but I'm like – binging on something or I just for some reason I didn't clean like I needed to clean the day before so I'm cleaning I'm up super late doing this now or like a few weeks ago I don't know why well no I do know why I got into like I started spring cleaning and I wanted to clean out like paperwork clothes like I was just and I did that I decided to do that after work Mm -hmm. so and I had to be somewhere the next morning Mm. And, yeah, I stayed up pretty late just cleaning. And I felt great because I was cleaning and everything. But the next morning I was like, okay, yep, definitely snoozed several times, which I do, you know, on the regular. But uh, also I I do think that, like, this study, I'm sure that they did their due diligence or whatever. I don't know that I feel that that my health has gotten worse because of the night schedule. And and I think this is why. So I think that, so I'll get off of work, yes, around 11. Sometimes I, like maybe weekends I'll go out after, sometimes. Sometimes no, and I'm just at home and I go to bed early or sometimes I go to bed late. But the next morning I feel like I, I enjoy, I mean, I don't want to get up and do it, but I, once I'm doing it, I enjoy working out. Right. So it's just kind of a struggle to actually get there. But but we'll I I like doing that in the morning. And so I think, I, I wonder how my schedule or how I guess my clock or me, my body would react to it. Because I like doing it in the morning and right now I can because I don't have to be at work until 2. So I can wake up at seven, eight, nine. I don't wake up at 7, but like 8, 9. Right. Um, and go to the gym, work out or go on a run or go on a hike or whatever. I can do that before work and then I'm already at work. And I know people say like you, it's better to work out in the morning because then you don't have to do it after work. Which I agree with but if I had to be at work at 8 then I'd have to wake up at like depending, you know, depending on where I'm working out or what I'm doing or how far I am from work. So I have to wake up at least around like 5.30, maybe 6 to squeeze in the workout. And so I I think it's possible because I know a lot of people do it, but I have never done that on a regular basis. I've done that, you know, once or twice in the past, like in the way past, but I haven't done that on the regular. And so Mm -hmm. right now I can do that. I can go to sleep, you know, I can get out of work, go to sleep at a maybe reasonable time, sleep my good six and a half, seven hours, and then, you know, get up or get what do what I need to do, clean, like, you know, make breakfast, work out and then go to work and all that's done because of how my schedule is planned out. So I, in a way feel, and also because I'm only working now, I'm not going to school on top of working or working on top of going to school or whatever. And so I feel a little bit healthier, feel, feel. I don't know if I actually am. I guess we'd have to ask a doctor,
1: (laughs) but I don't know. Let me, let me ask you this. Have you ever gone home? All right. You're saying I'm going to go to bed because I want to go to the gym the next day or whatnot. But then you get on your phone or you get on your tablet. Yes, I know where you're going. <laughs> yes, I have.
2: I hate myself for it.
1: <laughs> because that was one of the one of the doctors mentioned that that's something that we all need to avoid yeah. and not just day and night people. Everybody, everybody. Needs
2: yeah, and you know what though? I actually just like realized this the other day i haven't been doing that for the longest time i used to do that so much but what i started to do is i started to well i kind of had no choice because the outlet that was near my bed doesn't work
1: (laughs) so i have to
2: connect my phone to charge overnight Mm. further away from me so i don't think it happens for a reason yeah you know what thank you outlet you saved me (laughs) but yeah so i started connecting my phone further away from me and i don't want to get up and like charge once i'm in bed i don't want to and yeah like i'll like watch um Shows or movies in bed, you know, sometimes as I like go to sleep or listen to music, but I don't want to have to get up once I'm all comfortable to connect my phone. So a lot of the times lately, I've just been, I've been coming home. My phone's almost dead. I put it to the charger. It's like not close. Well, it's kind of close. Like, I mean, I could crawl to it, but I'm not going to do it. And I just put it there and I leave it. And also another thing, my phone right now, the see, everything happens for a reason. My phone right now, it needs to be upgraded. Um, but it doesn't, the sound doesn't work. So the only Uh. sound that will work is an alarm. So I have to physically set the alarm and then it, it will go off. But like if a call comes in, if a text message, any alert that comes in, it won't, like s- play the sound. Oh wow! It's all on vi- like it's automatic, permanent vibrate kind wow. of thing. And so I don't hear. Like I mean, I may hear the vibrate, but I don't. When I used to have the, when I used to have the sound, I could tell like what sound was what. Like right. I knew what was a a, a snapshot text, message or it was a text or obviously what's a call. And now I, it's just all bzz, 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 <laughs> so whatever. And so it's kind of helping me out. So I have not, and maybe that's why I feel so healthy right now. Yeah. Well, not so healthy, but healthier. So
1: let's hope you don't get that upgrade, right? You know what? Well, I mean, if I do, I'm gonna.
2: I'm I'm still gonna connect it where I connect it because I like that. Um, and also when I, when the alarm goes off, I have to get up to, I can't just like reach over. Um, confession though, sometimes I get up you know, turn it off or hit snooze and then get into bed with it. So then the next time it's, it rings, I can hit snooze, but it's right there next to me. But I do feel like it's helping out. So I I think that that has a point because sometimes I, I did, I got into bed and I would scroll and I'd be like, I'm just going to check this, but I check this and this and this. And then 20 minutes later, I've been scrolling my life away. And so, yeah, I haven't been doing that as much as lately. And I am very appreciative of my, like, I'm very proud of myself. Nice. So yeah, try that. Anybody try that.
1: and, 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 and those things are important because you know, and we'll kind of wrap up with this because it does, your internal clock has to start to begin later. That's according to one of the doctors. And I know I've struggled with that as well because uh, I do like to shop. I do like to look for a good bargain. So I will go on eBay and then I'm going on eBay rabbit hole for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I'm done there. But then I'm like, you know what? What does Amazon have? And I'm just curious. And so I'll go with that. And then I'm there for 20 minutes. And then before I realize it, oh, 35 minutes have gone by still. And let me just check Twitter one last time. Or sometimes if there's a show that I do like that I follow, sometimes I'll just watch it in bed. But that's not a good thing either. Just because bed is supposed to be made, that's to rest. That's to have everything dark. Not just you know, if you're gonna, I guess a, a tip would be if you're gonna watch a show. I mean, sometimes yeah, you do want to lay down or whatnot. But it wouldn't be a bad idea maybe just go to your living room or just or watch it there because that is there's more light there. And then when you in bed, that's to have everything off. That's so your clock can be, you know, your internal clock can tend rest. But you know, it's tough and and. I don't want to say it gets tougher as you get older. I don't, I don't feel like it's gotten older. I think it's tougher on yourself. You just mentally have to tell yourself more because sometimes you do feel like, hey, I I could still do this. Uh, maybe in the moment you feel like you could still, you know, only sleep those three hours or those four hours or whatnot. But at some point, your body's going to begin to feel those effects. And I think right. that's the study um, is showing some of that.
2: Yeah, like think about future you, like as you're um, doing something in bed late at night or or whatever. And it's like almost three o'clock in the morning and you think, oh, yeah, I can stay up for another hour. Think about future you and how future you would feel if you did that to <laughs>
1: future you. <laughs> Well, that's our show for today. Yvette, thank you always for a lovely conversation. Likewise. And thank you for listening as well. And I just want to take one second to just say thank you for all those who are listening. Recently we were in Denver to accept a little uh award. Our top of the Rockies. We took second place for uh general podcasting here in the region. So thank you for for those that are listening. The the show that won was the Stay in Your Lane or the make, episode. Yeah, that episode. So Thank you to all of you listening. Thank you. Continue to tell your friends to listen.
2: And if you're not already, be sure to follow us on Twitter. We're at KSL Cafecito and I'm at Evie Cruz.
1: And I'm at Shredgardenus.
2: Thanks for listening.
1: Bye.